Welcome to Aim Higher, a show designed to help us realize the leadership potential inside of all of us. I'm Skip Pritchard, CEO, author, blogger, student of success, and your host. Today on Aim Higher, we are talking about the power of vacations. It's a leadership power. It's a success factor. Numerous studies show that vacations have physical and mental benefits. Helps lower that high blood pressure that is creeping in, improves your ability to deal with stress, improves your motivation, lowers your anxiety, helps your relationships, increases your sense of wellness and well-being, decreases burnout, helps with insomnia, increases happiness, and it has a powerful effect on the immune system among many, many other benefits. Forbes article I read recently cited research that found, quote, Working 55 hours or more a week was associated with a 35% higher risk of stroke and a 17% higher risk of dying of heart disease than a work week of 35 to 40 hours. To talk about all of this, taking breaks, working reasonable amounts of time, thinking about balance, we have a great storied, amazing panel. You want to guess who it is? Elise. That's a Wampler. lot to live up to. It's a lot to live up to, yeah. isn't it? I'm like, who are these people? I need a people? vacation just to live up to that. <laughs> we have Drew Bordas. Back from vacation. I got a lot to talk about on this one. And we have Tammy Spade. I thought you were going to say that the storied panel was on vacation and that we <laughs> yes. were their substitutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're talking about this because Drew took a vacation and never does and doesn't like them. And so we thought that we would really delve into this topic because we had to convince him to finally go on vacation after a long time. So I, I just think regular listeners of Aim Higher will feel my confusion at this topic <laughs> since I was razzed for at least an episode and a half for not being here while I was on vacation. But now we're going to talk about how beneficial it was. I'm done now. With we, that. we all benefited quite a bit when Drew was on vacation. Yes. And I think that's really why this topic was uh, right. Uh, so right we need mind. a vacation from, from Drew. Drew. That's, Drew did that's too. the moral of the story. <laughs> Yes. All right. So let's talk about the benefits of vacation. What else would you add? I was going through a list of things that I said. What else would you add or what have you experienced in terms of the benefits of taking a vacation? For me, I think one of the biggest ones is perspective. Yes. That was right on my mind. Yep. Because when you're in something for too much, too long, without a break, you lose perspective. You think things are bigger than they are more important than they are. You're not as creative. You're not as productive. So for me, perspective is probably one of the biggest benefits that I've personally received. And I see it in other people too. Well, yeah, you come back from vacation and you look at something and you're like an email or, or you know, something that you had left to do. And you're like, why was I even angry about that? Right. Like that is no big deal. Right. Well, well, it's amazing. Like how, how it changes you. a creative item hits you. There's a, you know, a really difficult problem or project that's off track or whatever, and you come up with two or three creative solutions that just come to mind. You're not even really purposefully thinking about it, but because your mind has been allowed to rest and relax, you can be more creative and you come back with, I know what we're going to do with this. When it helps you realign to what you value most, because you get into the hustle and bustle of work and life and just taking that step back is like, okay. Who am I at my core? And that rest just does such wonders for that. Perspective in all things. I think perspective goes hand in hand with innovation and creativity. We often on a vacation will have a creative breakthrough 
unexpectedly, maybe our subconscious is still working on a problem. And then all of a sudden it comes to you on the beach or wherever you are. And it comes to you because you have that break and your, your mind's able to catch up and really digest something at a deeper level. And I think having creative breakthroughs, innovative breakthroughs happens most when we have those pauses and reflective times. I do think it's funny, though, that the word perspective sent me to anger and Tammy to creativity. <laughs> probably do a podcast on that. I think every podcast is about that. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're right. So why don't employees take time off from work? We know it's good. I encourage it. I, I you know, kidding aside on the podcast, everybody knows I encourage yeah, it and want you do, people. You do. Yeah, I want people to be totally unplugged. But why don't employees take time off from work? The backup, I think, scares folks when they're out. Like if you're out a week, just knowing that, gosh, what are all those emails that will continue to stack up in my email box? Because people still send it. So I think there's some of that, of that anxiousness of how do I catch up when I come back? I've, ta I've talked to people recently they don't have a backup that does their job. So when they go, they are punished when they come back because a week's worth of work is just sitting there waiting for them. So they, yeah. there could be bad structural things in, in a company that really make it punishing. I think sometimes some of the most stressful days are the two or three days before the vacation and the two or three days after. And it's why people sometimes don't really unplug because they don't want to come back to that inbox full of things. But then that's counter to what you're trying to right. do with vacation. And I do think, too, that the Europeans really have a great model because they go away for two or three weeks at a time. I don't know about you, but I'm still thinking about work for the first two or three days or maybe even cleaning up some things. And so by the time day three or four rolls around, I'm just starting to relax. And then if you've only taken a week, you're getting ready to come back and you're starting to think about that. I actually love the two days before a vacation because I get super, super, super focused. Yeah, they're like, the most Am productive. I dealing with this now or am I dealing with this in eight or nine days? Mm -hmm. And I love that because yeah. that makes me just clean everything out. Clarity. Well, and when I come back from a vacation, I always have a day or two before I go back into the office. So I purposely come back on the like a, a Friday or a Saturday. If I'm starting on a Monday, I won't come back to the office till a Tuesday to just, okay, let me get my personal life in order before then I need to get my work. Well, yeah, not all vacations are restful. Like I think we've been picturing no. them as these, you know, you sit and do nothing. I mean, it could be, you could be hauling kids around, you know, sightseeing. I mean, it, you can come back from vacation physically exhausted. So it, it's, it is you good need a vacation a, you, from your yes, vacation. Yes. Yeah. We hear that a lot. Other reasons people don't take time off from work, maybe financial. There are a lot of people hourly. If I don't work, I am not paid. And I can't afford to take a vacation. It may be pressure at work. You know, the work feels like, you know, the pressure is constant and it, it will just explode. It might be a worry that I'll be replaced. If I'm out a week, they may realize they don't need me. And I hear people say those types of things. It may be health issues. It may be saving time off for later. I know people who say, well, my company lets me save a banker or whatever. I know somebody who retired and then was on vacation for like a year at the company where it just built up. This is years ago, but it was at one of the Bells. The, it was New Jersey Bell. And you could just save it up for a long time. So maybe saving time off for labor. Maybe fearing of missing out. I'm going to miss out on a promotion. I'm going to miss out on an opportunity. Maybe there's a big meeting or something that if I'm not there, I will miss out. 
maybe peer pressure. Maybe the spouse can't do it. Maybe my significant other can't take off, and so I don't do it. So it may be, or family responsibilities. I think there's a lot of other reasons outside of just the normal, oh, I'm a workaholic. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, there's a, there's a, and so it's as varied as people as far as why they haven't taken that time off for work. Forget. They just didn't schedule it. They just didn't think about it. Too expensive. Like, have you looked at the hotel costs lately? Oh, my goodness. Ouch. Yes. I mean, Ridiculous. I'm, rental cars. Rental cars. Mm-hmm. And just flights, too, if you're yeah. flying anywhere. Just everything. Gas. Uh, hotel bills are extraordinary. And so if you look at many of the total costs, it may just be – now, to your point, you can just stay at home and have a staycation – and do things, but it doesn't feel the same, does it? It doesn't feel the same, but like early on, my husband owns a small business, and so we weren't able to, because if he's not there, it's like what you were talking about. There's no income coming in there. And I would take a few days off, staycations, and just sit there and just enjoy quietness. So he would be out working, I would be home, I'd go get maybe my nails done, or something special over those few days, just to have the The mental break. Mm Yeah, that's. I would not vacuum or dust or clean or any of that, though. So, Tammy, you mentioned earlier Europeans. And I do think about that because many of the Europeans on vacation, although they would say holiday, is weeks at a time. In fact, most of them I don't know take less than two weeks would be surprising for their holiday. And to me, that seems like a dream. The Forbes article I was reading from earlier said that one study found 26% of respondents had never taken two weeks of vacation at one time. 26%. I thought it would be like 88%. And the Center for Economic Policy Research, it says, has gone so far as to call the U.S. the, quote, no vacation nation. Wow. Have any of you ever taken a vacation longer than a week? And what is that like? I have. It was chaos because it was for my wedding, though. So I took a week and a half. And so the leading up to it was chaos. But then afterwards, it felt like a vacation. But then coming back to work was a little bit struggling. But Yeah, major, major event like mm-hmm. that. Not sure if I would categorize Not that as the vacation in that way, if you're doing all of that. But maybe so. Have you ever done that, Drew? Not two weeks. No. It sounds glorious. It does. It does. I don't know why I don't. There's something deeply cultural about this in the United States. There is. That's exactly it. Because, you know, you might hear, are they still on vacation? They're not in this. Are they still away? Because the norm is a week, maybe a week and a couple days. Um, That's probably the longest I've ever taken. I don't think outside of, you know, maternity leaves have I ever been away from work for more than a week and a half. I ran into an employee today who said, She's going away to Europe for a month, and it's been long planned, and it's fabulous. You know, long planned, everyone knows, and I thought that is, you know, just a once-in-a-lifetime dream, but mm-hmm. two weeks to me would be a dream. It's extraordinary rare, and that's interesting. On the other side of the spectrum, what about a single day off? Most of us don't do that either, and a few years ago, I interviewed, I can't, I don't know if I could say his name right, Aaron Adelheit, and he's the author of The Hard Break, The Case for a 24-6 Lifestyle. He's talking about the Sabbath. And from the very first pages, he outlines the benefits of really taking a true day off from our hectic pace each week. I asked him this. I asked him, what are some of the negative effects we're seeing from our technology-enabled always-on society? And he said this. 
If you want an 80% increase in the risk of coronary disease, work more than 10 hours a day. What about stress? Would you like to experience more stress than 57% of Americans? Then be sure to check your emails and texts on the weekends and on your non-work days. And when you have your phone on all the time and you check it constantly, you're effectively on call to the world. A 2015 University of Hamburg study found that extended work availability, or being on call, has negative effects of dampening mood, increasing markers of stress. Most notably, the stress carries into the next day, even when you're no longer on call. And the most important conclusion of the study was that, quote, the mere prospect of work-related interruptions during free time exacerbates stress. We don't take even a real day off a week. And his case in this book was extraordinary. So we think about vacations as a week, glorious two weeks. But he's saying, we really don't even take the weekend. We don't often even take a day. And he was talking about the power of a day off. We never do it. This, I think, too, is cultural in many organizations. And I feel so guilty hearing that list because I know I do it. And I know that the perception I have of other people, if I'm trying to reach them on the weekend, and they're always responsive. I view that as a positive attribute in myself and in other people. And I'm just feeling really guilty at this point because, and I know mentally, I know that I need the break. And I know that the prospect of hearing my phone buzz and, oh goodness, you know, what's this, is Already your blood pressure is up. There are physiological reactions that are happening. Probably if we were, you know, hooked up to an EKG, we'd see that too. But I know it mentally, but putting it into practice, I think, is particularly challenging for leaders. See, I was just thinking, look, dude, I've got issues and I don't need it related to heart attack risk, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You know, there's a subtle backlash to really taking off time. And Even internally, I think that if you get to people and you ask them, do you want to have nothing on that weekend? Most will be a little uneasy if nothing at all came in. And if you you really get to the core of it, it's saying, I'm not needed. And so if things are coming in, even on the weekends or at nights, it's a sense of, I need you to help me. I need you to solve this. I need you, period. And if they don't come in, I mean, imagine if nothing came in for two days be happy. But on the other hand, you say, maybe I'm not needed. wonder why nobody's asking me this. Yeah, maybe I'm being cut out. I'm so glad you said that because I'm sitting here quietly trying to think of, oh my gosh, this is causing me some anxiousness. Like, do I put my phone down? I know that sounds ridiculous, but like when I go on vacation, I like to scroll through. Nothing's on fire. Good, good, good. Get rid of all the spam. Nothing's on fire. There's something that helps me just relax when I see that. Right. Right. And yet it's not good because just the act of seeing it will cause your mind to stay there. But it's that balance of avoiding the punishment of the following Monday. Or is it? I I mean, that's that's what we tell ourselves. Now, whether, whether it technically is or not, I don't know. It's okay to say when you come back, I'm still catching up versus the expectation that you're going to come in with everything caught up and ready fully to go into whatever is, you know, in front of you. Which I think we do to ourselves. Yeah, I don't I do. think we really have that expectation of each other, mm-hmm. but I think we we expect it of ourselves. Yeah. Monday 8 a.m. means I am back as a normal Monday 8 a.m. Because when someone go. says to me, I'm still catching up from vacation, I, I don't, yeah, I don't think badly about yeah. that, but I don't generally do it myself. Yeah, it, it's so interesting because it's just that, right? Like, I feel like I need to do this. 
My leader is not putting that on me in any sort of fashion. It's completely internal. There's I, something I there. heard she's really tough. <laughs> He's really tough. <laughs> she, can, she can be. You know, I've got it. I'm just going to tell Skip, I need a little me time right now. And I'll get to you. <laughs> I can see that. I don't know how Is it well most of our week go. me time? It is. It is. <laughs> we think about vacation as the one week. Europeans may think about it longer in their holiday. We're talking about a single day or even a break at night. But how about this? Another quote vacation is when people take breaks from the news or from social media. Oh, yeah. Because it can be stressful in the news and social media. Here's what Aaron said back when I interviewed him. He said, it's not just traditional work we're connected to. We're connected to every Facebook friend, Twitter follower, Instagram feed, and more. According to one study, the temptation to check the internet was, quote, harder to resist than food or sex. When technology has a more powerful pull than the most basic human needs, we might start to worry. So the question, have you ever had a vacation from social media or the news? Should I or have I? Have you? I haven't. I should. I read something about this where, where it just said humans were not intended to be subjected to the opinion of every idiot in the world. And that is what we have done to ourselves. In the constant comparison. Constant, constant, constant. You know, normally we would be here the 10 people I'm around all the time and I get your opinions and that's that. And now it is just a tidal wave of every thought out there and it's too much. I heard a woman give a talk on social media and the break that she took for two and a half years from social media, which you could see people in the audience, you know, kind of looking shocked. But she shared how people would be posting, she had a child with some special needs, people would be posting these happy family pictures, accomplishments of their kids, and her depression increased and increased and increased. She began to feel more and more isolated looking at the compare. And, you know, let's face it, none of us ever post the picture with bedhead or, you know, in our pajamas. Thinking about a divorce. Right. LOL. Or, you know, my my child is failing math. You know, we all post the the Christmas card pictures and messages. And she said it was the most glorious two and a half years of her life. That is a very real thing. And one thing I did recently with with all the the horrible news that we can subject ourselves to right now, and, and probably always can, but it just seems worse now. I finally wrote some things down just for myself to just say, look, if these eight or 10 things don't come to fruition in six months, I'm changing what I subject myself to because I'm just worrying about nothing, really. My younger sister is taking a hiatus from social media right now, and I so admire her for it. She's less stressed. She's less wrapped up in all the drama that's going on in life right now, and it it truly is making a difference for her. It's great to do that. Also, the news binging, I think, Mm -hmm. is dangerous. Turn off the news sometimes. Doom scrolling. Yes, doom scrolling. Well, the news is so different now than it was probably... 15, 20 years ago. When it was actually news. Right. Well, now it's what's the new story I can put out there to get the attention. It's not the feel-good stuff. It's not the feel-good stuff. And if you're only looking at news on your mobile device, you're getting fed news that you're looking at. So you're getting a constant diet of meat or whatever you know, mm-hmm. you're normally searching for, you're not really getting any alternative views. You're not really getting any other perspectives. That confirmation bias news, and it's going to just make you matter about whatever your issue is. So if they know that you're, 
you know, for a strong border wall, that's, oh, the immigration's coming, they're coming across the border. If it's the other way and saying, you know, we're not welcoming enough people, it's, it, it, it just goes back and forth. And so you're going to get your one, whatever the view, you're going to get both sides and it's just going to come in more and more and more and get your blood going because that's what it's designed to do. Mm-hmm. So that you click again, right. so that you read more. That's their model. It sounds like people should go to their public library, get a book, and then take a week off or two and go to the beach. That's my prescription. Sounds fabulous. Perfect. So we talk about taking a break from news, social media, taking some time off work even at night or on the weekends. We talk about one week, two weeks. But it's also the type of vacation that matters. So I was reading a Time magazine article. It says, if planned poorly, a vacation actually leads to more stress. And there was a 2010 report where a vacation where there's a lot of travel stress – like figuring out transportation logistics, or if you feel unsafe. All of these things can make vacationers feel less happy, more frazzled than before they were on the trip. So taking the time to plan the trip helps us ensure that things run smoothly. And in that same survey, 28% of the people who said they had a bad vacation also said they left planning to the last minute. I would be in the 28%, but that's just me. I I do it last minute, but I do it fabulously, I must say. Fabulously. Have you ever gone on vacation and found it more stressful than you expect? Drew, were you mentioning vacationing with younger kids earlier, I think? that I mean, we always liked to vacation as a family, but I did what Elise said. By the time the vacation was over, we would usually have the kids back in school or daycare or whatever that arrangement was, and then I would take another day just to decompress. It's just the nature of the beast. I will say we, we have vacationed with some family friends, kids around the same age, for several years with a few breaks, but for several years. And having done it several times, we have a menu down. We have our shopping list down. We have somebody in the group who always does the itinerary. So we have all these plans that actually make it very pleasurable. I found it harder as a new parent, mm-hmm. as a young, not only because the kids are young, but you don't have the experience doing it. Right. And I remember our first beach trip as parents. I've never forgotten this. I brought two books with me. Because that's you that's what silly, I silly well, that's what I would do pre kids. And my wife looked at me and she was like, "Who are you kidding, buddy? You're not you're not, <laughs> not going to be reading anything. You're going to be chasing kids up and down the beach and changing diapers." And she was absolutely right. And we came home exhausted. We're like, "Why did we do that to ourselves? That was horrible." Yeah, we went on vacation last year with our little guy who's 19 months. Speaking now. of a new parent, yes, I am a new parent, and it was exactly that. It was great to see him interact in a different environment, but just even making sure as an adult, it's like, oh, I can eat at 11. I can eat at two. No, he needs to eat within a certain amount of time. And there will be a nap. And there will and be, there right, will be yeah. a nap. So it's like, what do you do while he's napping? I guess I'll sit in this you area. Nap too. And, wow, that's a whole nother conversation. But the photos um, are fabulous. Back to Facebook. Look uh, at our amazing child on the yeah. beach. <laughs> but it truly is hard. It's a vacation from a vacation, but... I love seeing it because I want him to have that experience. That's why those individual days, Skip, as you were saying earlier, are so important because they can give you a lot of the benefits of a longer time away in a short time Mm -hmm. frame. Perspective. The pandemic killed us for me, though. Because I I used to love, like, hey, I'm burnt out. I've had enough at work. I'm taking this Friday off and and I'm going to, I might just lay in my chair and read a book. Right. Now everybody's home. Now everybody was home. So yeah. what, I'm laying in that room instead of this right. room? No You're thanks. like, let That's, me get a hotel room. Yeah, that does not do it for me. <laughs> so I'm thrilled we are back at the office, and now home feels different again. Right. Mm-hmm. 
So true. I love the day of decompression, especially after a vacation with young kids or others. I do wonder, some people, when they say they take a day to compress, what they really mean is they did the laundry from the vacation, they cleaned it up, they cleaned the kitchen, they're getting ready for work, etc. And I, I wouldn't know who that would be, but I can guess that the day of decompression after those days probably involved making everything perfect at home and tidying up everything that happened from the week and preparing back into life rather than the day of decompression of reading the book or, as you were saying, getting your nails done or whatever. But I don't I don't know who I would be thinking. Sounds like of. Drew to me. <laughs> Sounds like Drew, yes. You know, as a manager, sometimes folding the laundry or mowing the grass is the most tangible accomplishment you get out of a day. <laughs> it's so true. That's why I like cleaning, because you can look at it and I did that. see the fruit of your labor. Yep. I think that's a quote. <laughs> Sometimes as a manager, that's true. So I think also vacations can be stressful, more stressful when you go on them. And by the way, I've gone around the world, so I've seen people on stressful vacations because they're landing in a country that they don't speak the language. It's, it's a very stressful period, but they're excited but nervous. But there's also a reason why I think that we go back to the same places all the time. We go back to that same beach resort or that same city that we like because we know the hotel and we we know where we can wander and get our coffee. Those creature comforts without that stress of having to plan it, even though, yes, why don't we go to other places? Well, it's because vacation allows us to let go. Have you seen that repeat kind of just the ease of repeat makes it? No, this is where I want to go for this reason. I don't think I've ever repeated a vacation. Well, what, so what a I podcast haven't. killer that is. I know, no, but <laughs> what I'm thinking, sorry, let me, let me expand She's on that. She's a new parent. <laughs> what <laughs> I'm thinking about that is I can see how, as I move through with, with our younger son, that that will make life so much easier for us. New if parent. If we just stuck to what we know. We do both. We have a consistent beach place that my wife's family has gone to since time began. And we love it because we have memories there. We meet family members there. We know the restaurants. We look forward to it. And no stress in getting ready. You know we, exactly we what you're going to do. Know what, we know what we're doing. We know what we're getting into. And then we also do, we've always wanted to go The here, adventure right? side. Let's go. I think that combination of comfort, adventure, yeah. and, and where do we want to be? And it's a type of vacation. And, and I think that's the point of the more adventurous it is, at least if, it's, if they're all new, then your planning has to be in depth yeah. beforehand. And then you're okay. Then you're not stressed as much. But if you don't have that time, repeating it tends to be tends to. And be it's helpful. not an every year thing. I mean, because back to the, these no. are a fortune. I mean, my, my youngest daughter once asked me, why don't we fly more often? And I said, well, there's five of us. Right. We're going to be driving. <laughs> exactly right. Vacations are not cheap, oftentimes, especially today. But I think... Taking a vacation from the news, from social media, taking a vacation at night, taking a vacation on the weekends, taking a one-week vacation, glorious, two-week, but then they're not vacations anymore, they're holidays. That's what we've learned, they're holidays. These are all restorative, wonderful ways to get that perspective, to refresh, to avoid burnout, and to recharge in a way that will help you power on. And it is a success factor and it is a leadership power to take vacations. And taking vacations is good if you want to aim higher, but don't take a vacation from aim higher because we are always there with you. Even if you're on vacation, it's not stressful. You might be stressed if you're listening. If you're stressed and you have a bad review, 
You can write that on another podcast. If you want to write a fabulous review for us, we would love that. Please rate us on whatever platform you're using. And as always, thank you for writing in, sending questions, comments, and for all that you do. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks for listening to Aim Higher with Skip Pritchard. Check out skippritchard.com for more episodes, interviews, book reviews, and leadership insights. Until next time, remember, don't settle for the mediocre. Always aim higher.